today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. It's Friday. It's 11:35, and that means Tech Talk. And we do this every Friday. Well, I okay, I just lied because we didn't do it last Friday. Uh, most Fridays we do this uh, at 11:35. Tech Talk brought to you by our good friends at Hamilton Limousine. Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing, is here. We orphaned you last week. That's you, why we didn't do yeah, it. Yeah, you know what? You threw me in a day early, but that's okay. I, yeah. I don't, I don't mind. But well, you know what? It's important. It's a good cause. I mean, Friday was a very important yeah, we day, and. The Lions Lair and the Innovation Factory, and we had a great time over there with uh, David That's the Carter, only the reason I'm going to let it go, just so you know. Because yeah. if it was any other reason, like, you know, there's politics or voting or anything like garbage like that, you know what? Just stand down, okay? Exactly. But when it comes to small business, I'm I'm your biggest supporter when uh, it comes to that sort of thing anyway. So, yeah. And, and by the way, on a side note, speaking of small business, I, I had a new business, if you can believe it, adding into the marketing and so forth. I got a duck cleaning company. Really? I did. Yeah. I didn't know ducks needed cleaning. Well, you know what? Those little suckers start to run, and I got them, and I rolled them down. So anyway, adding to it, I always uh, I like to add a little uh, diversity, actually. It's a family-run well, business. For you. Yeah, yeah. My dad ran it for over 40 years, and so he's looking to step down. So uh, anyway, it was uh, one of those little things that you can say, marketing, tech, and duck cleaning. So anyway, yeah, I, I'm, I'm taking that little project so, on. So I got to ask you, have you hired one of those call centers from Bhopal? No, and you know, it's funny, I get a lot of that. We've been very, my father's been very good, fortunate I for actually got years. talking to a guy last <laughs> week, I just, in the middle of the afternoon, I had yep. time, I said, where exactly are you? And yeah. he was a little hesitant, but yeah, it's the other side of the world. <laughs> no, no, we're in Burlington, Ontario, and uh, just, you know, actually we don't call out, we usually get a lot of calls in, and yeah. uh, my dad's been very good, he's been running it for 40 years, and has a great rep- uh, reputable company, so that's, I'm adding that in my portfolio, so it's vacuum. Man, what a great name! When I say it to people, that's always like, "What the heck?" So anyway, yeah. Uh, anyway, my dad has done a great job. He so said, "What's retiring. your logo? Our business sucks." <laughs> I, I love that one. I went with that. Thirty-nine years of sucking. So you know, it's it's not going very well with my new ideas, and I'm in the marketing business. So that's my. I just love small business. I was listening to Lions Layer last week, and I was thinking to myself, you know what? There's so many great opportunities right now, and and as such, I mean, I'm still doing this, and uh, I got a lot of energy in it, and it always excites me when I hear great concepts and so forth coming. Forward. So it was a, a great show, and I, I'm really excited about what we can expect to see uh, out there. And some of the businesses in the past, I still speak to uh, from the uh, from from the lines layer from uh, the past. Well, you're and, still and teaching a Mohawk, aren't you? I, I am. Yeah, they act, they asked me back. Yeah, I'll be and, teaching and a Mohawk. Part, in they're sales. partners in that. Yeah, they're partners in it and helping. And and uh, my my focus and when I teach at Mohawk is to uh, help the sales in the media side on radio broadcasting and helping them understand and see their inner sales self. Well, that's one of the things we talked about last week at the lines layer. And certainly one of the things that the Innovation Factory helps with them is, okay, you got a great idea there, Adam, uh, yeah. but you need to learn how to monetize it. That's right, yes. And a lot of people still don't do that. And, I, and, and that's part of what I've been trying to emphasize to a lot of people. When they're going into business for themselves, they have to. They can be really good at what they do, but you have to know how to market. And marketing is, is first and foremost, a big focus you need to f- uh, put your effort onto. A lot of people go, I'm just going to build a simple website. Oh, it will just work. If you don't have people knowing what you do, you're not going to be able to make your business through thrive and build. I mean, it's it's one of the biggest core focuses any business needs to do. And and as such, uh, you know, uh, find find a web company, get out there and get yourself involved and find someone to support you in that degree. And right now with the digital online market, it's so much easier, especially, well, talking about Facebook, you don't want to get on that market too quickly <laughs> because I'll tell you, uh, they're hacking and going crazy right now with Facebook. Uh, if you've got, and this is a true story, Capital One sent out a release this morning. If uh, if anyone out there has, uh, has a 
a Capital One or you use their credit card, Facebook is actually telling people to change your passwords. They got hacked. 50 million people oh, got Only 50 on million this time? Only 50 million. Now, remember, they have a billion, so that's a, yeah. that's a pretty small percentage. But out of the 50 million, it was actually ruled in England a case, uh, uh, if you can prove distress. Yeah, there's a, there was a class action lawsuit. That's isn't right. There? Yeah. 7,800 US dollars. If you can prove that you have been hacked and have been going through distress, you could be entitled to. So, so, well, how, how do you prove that now? Well, I, I don't know. I'm a lawyer. I, I don't know that side. I just tell you that if you've been hacked, A, change your password, number one. Number two, if you've been noticing you were hacked and you were distressed because your information was compromised, you could file for a request into that class action lawsuit to get uh, to get compensated up to $7,800. Check with your lawyer. All right, what's, uh, what's this Apple fine business? Okay, you know what? We talk about Huawei, and, and there's a lot of talk about China. You know, we talk about China, and are they allowed in Canada? And you hear about these trade deals and everything else. Let me just uh, outline clearly. There's other options, and I don't like talking about a lot of Chinese products because there's going to be another topic uh, that w- you and I will talk about later on on Tech Talk about the Chinese. But this phone is pretty amazing. It's called Oppo Find. Uh, horrible name. It's been around for years. They usually make uh, DVD, uh, DVD players. And, and Blu-ray uh, players in China. You might be even buying it under those no-name brands you probably purchased, but they just launched this phone. It's called Oppo Find, uh, the Oppo Find X, actually, because everyone's onto the whole X yeah, version. Yeah. But what makes this so unique is it's got 10 gigs of RAM. The only reason I'm bringing this phone up is there's lots of options. There's five new phones that are coming out on the market this month alone. This one only caught my attention and gets a little, uh, little more, uh, I would say, profile is because it took it from six gigs, uh, which is the highest with Samsung S9, uh, up to 10 gigs. Now, most people go, 10 gigs? That sounds like a lot. No, that's massive, folks. That's like <laughs> the desktop computers today do not have that. Bill Kelly's computer in front of me has less than 2 gigs of RAM. This has 10 gigs of RAM on a phone. That's that's literally, a mo- we say they're mobile computers. Now it's faster than a mobile com- or a desktop computer. So anyway, if you're looking for that phone to give you the most power, this might be an option but keep in mind we're not done hearing about what's going on with chinese electronic products that are being made right now and this one i have a feeling is going to go the way of huawei there was a story today uh in, that we heard on chml uh where the the canadian government right now is looking it was christy freeland who's uh, mm-hmm. obviously the international yep. trade minister is talking to the defense department now because apparently there are some electronic components in our our, our ships our, our motherboards yes yes no in our ships oh. our, our boats our ships are our, you know yeah uh you know the the that are used for our Navy. Yes. And they're concerned that uh, that the Chinese are using them as listing devices. And and on top of the ships. Because they, they came from China. That's these, right. These, these components. Well, they also have, on fact, that the uh, Amazon servers, originally a few years back, have also got little micro chips in them that are capable of, of tracking and hacking. And, and as such, uh, this was actually where the FBI was commenting that Huawei will not be allowed. We will not yeah. let their products allowed in our country. This is starting to leak out. Now, Amazon's denying it. Apple even was uh, susceptible to being hacked from the Chinese. And what they're doing is in the motherboards, electronics they're shipping over, there's little diodes in them that send the information that is being transferred through it. So it will send what the uh, uh, the IP address is and it will transfer information. 
the FBI hacked a hack. So what they did was discovered this was happening. Then they ended up listening to what the Chinese were actually listening to. So it was kind of like spy versus spy idea. And so what they've determined is that a lot of the products, which is where you're hearing a lot of the fight going on, I won't get too much into the trade deal, but the big concern, I will bring this up though, Bill, is that all of the 5G technology that is coming into our country that we're hearing, 5G's coming, we see it in big cities, it's rolling out, it's going to revolutionize the whole industry as a whole. There's two companies making it. One is from Ericsson and the other one is coming from China, which is under the Huawei product. Huawei is making our 5G products, which are going to be listening to every mobile 5G connected device. And is that a concern? I'm not in the foreign affairs concern issue department, but I'm going to say that is a little bit of a disheartening issue is do we really want a a Chinese product being set up and used in our country? And this same product, by the way, under Huawei is what uh, Nortel uh, originally was copied from. So I have a little bit of a, 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 a I would say, an, a, a distressed feeling about Huawei because I, all I do is I look at that as a Canadian product that was hacked and stolen. Uh, speaking of China <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, and the restrictions, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, this new algorithm. You know, I have to say, China, the Chinese government and all the technology we can see is almost watch them as a fear of what the world could be here. And this is why I bring these products up. In China right now, yes, speaking of China, they have a facial recognition system they're implementing on all software that is being purchased or downloaded in China. And it will now be using facial recognition to know if it is a child that is using or looking at the program. So Chinese have implemented this child limited program. So when a uh, uh, your youth under the age of say 12 or 15 or whatever the age is that's, that's limited, it will instantly disable the app. I think that's actually a pretty cool feature to be honest with you. But in the case of programs you don't want your child to have access to or uh, maybe a shopping center that you don't want, the Chinese are implementing it that it will recognize that it is a child, not it's the child's name or otherwise it will just notice the 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 layout of their face the format of their face is a youthful one it looks like they're under the age of 10 the artificial intelligence will shut down the app so it's it's a security measure it's a security measure it's a little in invasive but in one way it's almost like that balance of geez that's really handy and on the other hand it's like is that really privacy issues when it's knowing and determining in the in the app is is choosing whether or not i should be able to turn on the app i mean what if you have a baby face you know like my gorgeous little baby face would not <laughs> let me into any app <laughs> And that could be a good thing. <laughs> uh, one of the things y'all, I like that you talk about having the program on a consistent basis, of course, is how new technology, of course, is helping the medical field. Yes. Uh, <clears throat> there's a huge increase and in, a big spike in diabetes. Well, let's face it, you know, our lifestyles, we sit around a lot, we eat crappy food and things like this. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there are some apps right now that are going to help this out. That, yeah, well, there's there's three apps I thought I would bring up. I think diabetes is, is a major issue. i got a lot of friends that have been dealing with type 2 di- diabetes and, 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 you know, those with type 1. It is a serious, serious issue. And, it, and if you don't handle it, it, it is life-threatening. So three apps that I thought were relevant, and I, I wanted to bring them forth that would help those with maybe diabetes or dealing with it, is one's called Mealtime. This I thought was really cool. It gives you meal options that help you for your diet. They actually give suggestions on meals you can make in 30 minutes or less that help you understand and clearly uh, work with your diet. The other one is pedometer. This is an exercise, kind of like your wrist watch that says how many how many steps are you taking. The difference between this app and your normal health watches is that it prop 
properly counts how many steps you need to take, not how many you have taken. So it gives that little push, almost like a little coach in your ear or on your phone going, you need to do three more, uh, 300 steps. You need to do another 1,000 steps uh, because exercise is critical when it comes to diabetes yeah, too. It's, yeah. it's health-related. It's, it, it's, it's diet-related. And last, I thought was the most interesting, is called Sugar Sense. And this is an app that will work with your uh, blood sugar testing. And what it does is it will keep track of your diabetes as you're progressing. So it keeps almost like an artificial intelligence that gives you almost a forecast of your blood sugars like this based on your habits in your current past of, of uh, blood type or blood sugars, it will craft a report for you to say, you're on a, uh, a downward p- spiral. You need to start doing something better for yourself. So all these apps are available. And especially with the fact that uh, Apple uh, Apple Watch has the new, uh, uh, I would say the upgrade to it. Samsung's got their new upgrade. They're all linking into the diabetes in regards to actually checking uh, your blood sugars, whether you have diabetes or not. Sometimes it's good to do a check because some, some of us don't even know we have that problem. Well, and, and that's why these apps are pretty good because at least get you in the right direction and thinking but doctors always caution us and so do you yes that this right. does not take the place of a physician and canadian doctors are a little concerned about this uh new feature on the apple watch the I, ecg feature i would say they're not little they're deeply concerned there's a big push out there to say please do not take this apple watch that you spend 350 dollars and think it's your doctor um and a lot of people feel this sense of comfort knowing that their watch is now keeping full monitor of their life and they're fully capable of knowing when they're going to have a heart attack or a palpit, uh, palpitating heart. And they're, hey, no problem. I got my Apple Watch on. Well, we've seen with all, where is your Apple Watch? But where your Apple Watch bill story. fell apart. <laughs> And, and you know what? If you're counting on that for two reasons, don't count on it to uh, truly be your lifesaver. It's there as an awareness. It's there to give you uh, some insight. The other issue doctors are very concerned is it's going to probably have some malfunction points. People are probably going to go, oh my goodness, I got a problem and could flood into the doctor's rooms or into the... Uh, pay- get me, yeah, get me to the ER. Get me to the ER. Get me in triage. My, Look at my Apple Watch. My watch says, yeah. Exactly. You Can't you see I'm having a heart attack? So, you know, these are not... I, I feel okay, but, but my watch says I'm having one. Apple claims that their product is is medical diagnostic capable of being at that caliber. Canadian doctors are going, we don't trust a, a wristwatch from a company that's a trillion dollar business that just says, you know, you can check your schedule, play video games, and, you know, turn down the thermostat as the same device to tell you if your heart's about to explode. Uh, boy, I got a lot of stuff to talk about here and not, not a whole lot of time. Uh, I, let's talk about smart blinds. Okay. <laughs> the most important thing today yeah. that we need to speak about is IKEA is coming to the market. Yes, IKEA is coming to the market, and smart blinds are going to be available fairly shortly because there's nothing more irritating than getting up when the sun's blazing through the window and you gotta like fiddle with the strings up and down and and then they get jammed and then you're pulling on it and it gets it kind of gets stuck and you're you're kind of half jigging on it next thing you know it falls on you all of that has now been wait, uh, completely erased as the new IKEA smart blinds are going to be available. I make it sound like a commercial some days, don't I? But these are going to allow you the comfort of controlling your blinds no matter where you are. They are connected directly through your app that uses the internet and you can open your blinds, close your blinds, put a timer on your blinds. You can now open them easily all with the touch of a button on your smart device because heaven forbid if you had to walk seven feet feet to your window to open them. 
All right. Uh, that's good. The bad news is if you go to Ikea, you get lost for nine hours inside the store. <laughs> and where do you see the I, I can I cannot navigate through you, there. You can't navigate for it. Nobody can. I mean, uh, they need a smart app just to get through Ikea. They haven't figured that one out yet. Uh, this is a busy weekend. We just heard that a lot of folks are going to be on the road visiting family and that's friends, right. et cetera. And Google Maps has got a new, uh, uh, I guess it's a navigation feature. They've. I'm running the beta, so I kind of took this as a, uh, a surprise because I've always. i been using this for over a year now. If you don't use Google Maps... Uh, if you upgrade or if you do start to use it, you'll notice that now they've launched, it's called Alpha uh, Google Maps, that will give you now suggestions. And it will know commuter time based on train, based on traffic accidents. As we know, Google Maps bought other mapping programs. Yeah. Uh, Waze is one of them, or Waz, depending on who you speak to. Um, that one tells you when there's construction, when there's police radar. Uh, and now it's all integrated into Google Maps. What's neat about this is that it's supposed to help divert the traffic around. So if it notices there's a lot of traffic on the 403 or in the QEW going to Toronto or Niagara for that matter, it will give suggestions of where to get off, how to get around, and give you an estimated time about how long it will take to still get to your destination if you go this route. Suggestions on how if it's faster or maybe it will help you get to your uh, destination at a, at a different time. And the upgrade also includes the ability of letting your friends know you're coming. And if it knows you're in traffic, we'll send them an update to say, I know the meeting says it's 10. You're now going to get a, a post from your Google announcement saying, I'm sitting in traffic. I will be, I'll be late by estimated time of arrival, 20 minutes. And that's when you get a return message saying, by the way, we've given the contract to somebody else. <laughs> Leave earlier, people. <laughs> Leave earlier. I got, yes. a, I got just a little bit of time left, but <laughs> if we want to actually get a full understanding and appreciation of where technology is and how far we've come, we have to remember where we came from. That's right, yes. Uh, and to that point, the first Apple One has been sold at auction. That, this, this, I, this this is prehistoric. And well, you know what? If you see this, it looks like- It an, wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. It was in like 1970, well, it was the 70s, but yeah. I guess, you know, uh, 1978, I think it was, is what I saw, the 78, 79. And this Apple One, the first Apple ever to be developed by Wozniak and Jobs, is is it's a keyboard that is open faced on a piece of wood, uh, <laughs> combined with a open motherboard that's probably the size of a of a kitchen table. And there's a little ten inch monitor that connects to this. And this was uh, the the first Apple One sold for three hundred and seventy five thousand dollars US to get a bunch of stuff that you normally see in the trash. In fact, it's less than what you see in the trash, but this was the original Apple One computer, and it had one no, color. It, it had Safari on it, of course, and it had <laughs> no, it, it had and it had Word. It had all the the no, most it, it was able to do was uh, when you uh, it, it was able to only type up the eight bit. Now most people go, "What's that mean?" It means if I went to type my name, it would take probably thirty seconds to fill it in on the screen, followed with the ability of a calculator that was on a ten inch screen that you could actually calculate. So the limited amount of information that it was capable of doing was 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 extreme but it had 124k 124k memory which means it was enough that I could send one email and save it <laughs> that was about the extent of the of the amount of memory it was capable of doing we've come a long way haven't we we've come a long way tech talk we do this every friday 11:35 with Adam Oldfield from FPM and FPM3 marketing brought to you by our good friends at Hamilton Limousine now, have a great weekend we'll you see too. you next thanks week. bill the Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.